Rich Eisen. Uh-huh. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. We say a good Monday to everybody listening on Sirius XM and Odyssey. What a weekend in sports it was. What a Monday we already have developing. We have the highest uh, paid player in the history of the NFL being freshly minted by the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. We'll talk about that over the next three hours on this program. The offseason workout programs across the NFL opening up today and uh, all eyes in Green Bay. Boy, I would love for Aaron Rodgers to just walk through and say, how are you doing, fellow youths? Wouldn't that be great? Um, so that's what's going on in the world of the NFL. And Rob Domofsky of ESPN, who covers the Packers, will be joining us in about 18 minutes' time to discuss all of that. Jeff Van Gundy was part of the trio at the Worldwide Leader in Sports and ABC to call the Lakers Game 1 win in Memphis on Sunday. He'll be joining us in hour number two of this program. And then in hour number three, TJ, just for you, as if your weekend of the Sixers winning and the Clippers winning isn't enough. I mean, Fresh off of a victory over the o- Oakland Athletics yesterday with the polar bear himself, Jeez. Pete Alonso, hitting his ninth home run of this Oof. early season. So 60. Francisco Lindor of your New York Metropolitan yes, will be calling into this program. Very what rare to have Major League Baseball All-Stars call in. They never do shows like to this. To radio shows and television shows or shows like this one. Um, but uh, but again, Rich, you no, know. go ahead. I know you like You know, we are two-time Emmy nominees. That's correct. So, I mean, right, do you think Lindor knows that? It's he like will. A, he will when he gets off the phone. Very good. Two times in a row. Three times. Three times. Two in a row. Is what well, I mean, that, that's our lineup for today. Good to see you, TJ. Candles already lit. Hello, How Rich. are you, uh, Christopher Brockman? Hey. Good to see you. I'm great. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good morning. Good to see you, sir. What's going on? Fresh off your USFLing. Oh yes. For uh, for the world of Fox. Like, why'd Fun. you post that picture twice? Did I really? What photograph? <laughs> Are you talking about the same one on Twitter and Instagram? Oh, very good. Look, I always do. Great, that. great job kicking Thanks, off the show Chris. that way, guys. Thanks, great job. Uh, by the way, and kudos to Fox. Kudos to Fox for giving us a beautiful cherry on top of the end of a very highly pleasant surprise at the end of a remarkable NBA playoff weekend for Fox and TNT to get together and say, sure, let's get Gus Johnson out there. I mean, that was I mean, just what a what a pleasure to hear Gus's voice calling a, a basketball game, let alone an NBA game, a playoff game. What a great weekend in the NBA we saw. And just to just lay it all out there for everybody talking about the parity of the NBA playoffs as we talk to a whole host of our guests going into this playoff weekend. All the observers of the NBA from Shams to Chris Mannix to Brian Winhorst to all of you calling into the show, 844-204-RICH, by the way, is the number to dial. Parody. Nobody's going to run away with this. Even the one seeds can get knocked off by somebody. Celtics, the two seed. The Sixers, the three seed. Don't sleep on the 4-5 series. The Cavs and the Knicks were superb. What a great, fun game that was. And then Clippers, Suns. 4-5 in the West, 3-6 in the West, Kings and the Warriors as advertised. High-scoring, tight game, Curry and Andrew Wiggins, who was terrific, having shots to win it in Sacramento. And the Kings survived for their first playoff season. In 17 years, they win game one, and folks were surrounding that stadium like it was WrestleMania on Super Bowl steroids. 
I mean, it was just insane, that scene outside of Sacramento. Light the beam. <laughs> and we saw three home teams win Saturday and three road teams win Sunday. Four and four home teams and road teams. That's called parity. And then make it even more even-handed, I guess. Unfortunately, the Bucks lose Giannis in the middle of the first quarter as Kevin Love tries to draw the charge. It's a blocking foul. Giannis lands hard right on the small of his back. Can you call anything small? But the small of his large back, and he's out for the rest of the game. Tyler Hero breaks his hand in that game, and the Heat still shoot the lights out. And Jimmy Butler says when he turns it on in the second half of the season and he plays for the playoffs, well, once again, the Heat showed, and I understand Bucks fans can push back, well, we didn't have Giannis. That's why the Celtics fans and you over there, Christopher, were very happy to see the Hawks beat the Heat. You didn't want to see You don't want any piece of the exactly. Miami Heat in the playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. Celtics handily winning game one against the Hawks. And then again, that Knicks-Cavs game was just terrific as the Knicks win game one on the road in the playoffs for the first time since probably Dave DeBusher played. (laughs) What a contest we saw in Memphis where John Morant, he's now out. He gets knocked out of the game as Anthony Davis tries to draw a charge, and he did, and it sure looked like it was a block to me as Morant goes down and clutches his right hand that had been bothering him for a couple of weeks. It was something he's been dealing with while also dealing with his own off-the-court issues. You can sit here and say they were brought on by him. Whatever you want to say, it has been nonstop for Morant in and out of the lineup. And the Lakers come up with the win. Who would have thought these two things about the Los Angeles Lakers prior to the season? Prior to the season, Austin Reeves would show up in a playoff game on the road for the Los Angeles Lakers. By the way, the fact that we'd be talking about the Lakers being in the playoffs, that's number one. A lot of folks thought that was pie in the sky. And then Austin Reeves would be mic'd for sound. And he would scream, I'm him. That happened. (laughs) I'm him, screams Austin Reeves. I saw a report that some GM thinks he could be a $100 million player. Austin Reeves has got game, pal. He may not have biceps, but he's got game. (laughs) And then, who would have thought of all the off-season acquisitions, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, in-season acquisitions of all the Deadline day, deadline week deals. Sure, we're lost in the Durant to Phoenix. Fog and Hayes and Kyrie to Dallas and all those big-time trades. Who'd have thought the biggest one in week one of the playoffs, weekend one of the playoffs, would be Rui Hachimura. Damn near scored 30. After the Lakers advanced in that ugly play-in tournament win against the Timberwolves, I'm like, wow. If LeBron and Anthony Davis turn it over like that, we're going to have some problems for the Lakers. And Austin Reeves to the rescue with some big-time shots in the fourth quarter. And Hachimura. Hey, folks. 
if these two guys play like that for Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who after the game, Coach Darvin Ham said they don't have any limitations. He was They were asked, are there any limitations on their time? And he says, I like being alive. I'm not going to put any limitations on their time. If they're playing like that, uh, the Lakers are a most dangerous seven seed. And now Morant looks like he's out for game two. Injuries galore. And who would have thought the Los Angeles basketball teams would emerge from the weekend number one of the playoffs undefeated? <laughs> Paul George, it's announced, is going to be out for this entire series against the Suns. And hey, you'd think you'd need Paul George active when Durant's taking on the Suns. Challenge to try and win a championship with... The rest of the Suns and Chris Paul and everyone else, what they're doing there in Phoenix. And the Clippers hit him in the mouth. What a W that was. Devin Booker played his ass off on the defensive end. And Russell Westbrook's line, holy smokes. Three of 19 (laughs) from the field. Three of 19 from the field, and he damn near triple-doubled. Is that as, is that as Russell Westbrook as you possibly get? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm watching this game with my kids, and I'm telling them, look, this is a perfect example of you cannot get down on yourself when you think you're not playing well in a game. Can you imagine you're going three of 19? Westbrook did everything else, including the defensive stop of the first weekend. The defensive stop of the first weekend, it's a two-point game. The Suns trying to inbound the ball. They have to use their last timeout, meaning it looked like they'd have to go for a three-pointer down three, by the way. And uh, what happens is Booker drives anyway, and Westbrook blocks it. They did seem to clap hands together. But it's not the wrist, as they pointed out in the broadcast. No foul. It's part of the ball. Ball pops up in the air, and Westbrook has the presence of mind after blocking Booker to grab the ball and throw it off Booker. Suns have no choice but to foul Eric Gordon, who made a huge three after Kawhi made two big threes. Wraps it up. Kawhi's been the best player in the NBA the last month. That's what Charles said during the broadcast, uh, I believe, at halftime of this game last night, in which he said the Clippers were going to win the series. And the only thing I can say about Kawhi is this is the truth. It's a good thing they rested him on those back-to-backs all week, all season long. Yeah, it is. Once again, like I said this to you. this is it. We don't care about you Kawhi in October, care. Rich. Didn't care. Don't care where we're seated. Don't home, care. Home playoff seed, road playoff seed, doesn't matter. Don't care. Just need the man healthy, baby. Don't need Kawhi playing every game all season long. Don't care. We'll t- <laughs> <laughs> the last laugh in game one. 38 for Kawhi what Leonard. What do, baby? Holy do, baby? smokes. And tell the, Chris Brockman. And the Clippers go into Phoenix with Booker playing top level and Chris Paul playing top level. He had a double-double, but not in points. In rebounds and assists, Aiton making these little bunny jumpers from, <laughs> from in between the circle and the free throw line. And Durant 
having 13 in the second quarter and then six assists in the third quarter. They were cooking. Yeah. And the Clippers come out with the win for crazy-ass Balmer. <laughs> Holy cow. What a first weekend in the NBA playoffs. Wide open. Wide open. Yeah. Wide open. So now, fun. it does appear that Giannis, they're optimistic. Optimistic. They're optimistic for game two, which, good for them, isn't until Wednesday. And the same thing for Memphis, although there is no optimism when you hear from Morant. This is what Morant had to say after the game one loss to the Lakers. Tough, man. Especially, you know, with everything uh, I've been through um, pretty much, you know, this season. Um, you know, my main focus was to, you know, be out there for my guys. Another, you know, um, incident where, you know, that's pretty much in, you know, jeopardy. At this point, not even surprised with, you know, how my life been going. So. Feels like it's one thing I've been Back to back. On Friday when, when you injured the hand as well, um, was it worse then or was it worse today? Today? I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, pretty much numb to everything now. It's like I'm not even surprised. Um, one thing after another. When he says back-to-back, he means last year's playoffs got cut short due to a knee injury. So back-to-back playoffs, he's dealing with it. I mean, and Austin Reeves is flexing on Dylan Brooks. What the hell happened over the weekend? Good God. The hell going on? The hell going on was the first weekend of the NBA playoffs. (laughs) Yep, Stephon Diggs. He's him. (laughs) Right. So is Austin Reeves. Uh, well, you know, you got to do it more than once. Wherever Stephon Diggs was yesterday, he's the I'm him and the hell going on all at once. We'll talk the about hell it with, going on. We'll talk about it with Jeff Van Gundy because you know what the conversation is. What's that coming out of these playoffs first weekend with Giannis going down the way he went down and Morant going down the way he went down. I, I saw all over Twitter yesterday a conversation of ban the charge. Get that 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 is a for player safety issues with the size and the athleticism and the speed with which this game is played and the size of the players who play it. You know, Anthony Davis sliding underneath late as Morant is just going straight for the flush. I I don't don't think it's banned the charge. It's banned the slide late. It's like you have to be there for more than a quarter of a second to get a charge call. Or move the lineup. Move the circle up. That seems more Let's doable. discuss that later on because I want to be on time for Domofsky, but I'm just setting the table oh, yeah. for Jeff Van Gundy's conversation that we're going to have with him at the top of hour number two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, I did my run yesterday at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we'll you talk about that. You got some sun. Uh, yeah. No, you do. I know. I do. <laughs> I, last night was a, was a rough one. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. From feeling it and then hearing it. Extra aloe, Joe. Huh? Hearing it from Sue, she's just like, what the hell? Did you put anything on? <laughs> nope. I did. Oh, okay. You had more Come important on. things in mind. No, no, no. Well, I mean, at any rate, uh, I'll tell you about how that run went down and how you can contribute to St. Jude. Uh, and when you're going to, it's going to air during the draft. Um, so there's lots to talk about on this program. Uh, Francisco Lindor joining us as well. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Uh, how dare he be cheered by the uh, the Dodger faithful? <laughs> when he's supposed to be in the batter's box. An insane pitch clock moment. 
Boy, baseball's got some kinks to work out a little bit. But Francisco Lindor will join us in hour number three. And you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Rob Domofsky. Sorry, folks. Aaron Rodgers is not showing up to off-season workouts in Green Bay. Where is he? We'll talk about it with Rob Domofsky coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Well, it's another uh, edition of uh, the Aaron Rodgers Watch, or as we call it here on the Rich Eisen Show. Sorry, folks. You got that over there, Mike? Or you're just you're texting your USL friends? What are you doing over there? Sorry, folks. Thank you. <laughs> USFL. Oh, what did I say? What did I say? USFL. USFL. Aaron Rodgers is still not on the Jets. That's what we're calling this segment. Man who covers the Green Bay Packers for, Sorry, folks. for the worldwide leader in sports. Rob Domofsky back here on the Rich Eisen Show on the day the off-season workout program is up and running uh, for the National Football League. What's up there, Robert? Rich, is that, uh, sorry folks, parks closed? Is that the, the, yeah. the rest of that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We have a beautiful uh, uh, full-screen graphic here. Um, it's production value is what we call it. Sorry, folks. Uh, and it is John Candy with his Wally World um a uniform uh, telling everybody Aaron Rodgers still not on the Jets. So, well, if if something doesn't change, then um, Chevy Chase might have to play the role of Brian Gutekunst I like and it. just break into the Jets draft room and tell Joe Douglas, "Will you please accept one of my proposals?" Is that is that what it is? Because we're all wondering who's it on. 
Are you saying yeah, that that is right? That is a great question. Um, from what I was told um, back at the owners' meetings when I was in Phoenix, so what was that about a week or ten days ago, whenever it was, that the the Packers had um, essentially put together, you know, A B C D E F G, however many offers, and presented them to the Jets, and and the, and that's the last uh, that's the last I've heard of of what's happened. Now, if you ask the Jets. They'll probably tell you that the, the that they told the Packers this is what we want you meet our demand. So like it's it's um, it's it's so hard to tell, and that's why we really don't know, Rich, who actually has the leverage in this situation. I mean, you can make cases for reasons that the that the Packers do, reasons that the Jets do. It depends on your perspective. Um, I really I really believe that 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 it's it's hard to tell who exactly is driving this. So, uh, look, it really is a calendar point of view because the Jets have leverage right now because they've got the they've got two second round draft choices back to back. One of them has the Packers name written all over it. If they if if, if they can figure out of the sliding, apparently, from what I'm hearing, the sliding scale of what the the draft choice in the following draft would be yeah. based on what Rogers is going to do. And the idea that there was a first round pick on the table, no matter what, um, after he said he was 90% retired and the Jets been, yeah. went through, you know, Brett Favre using them as a portal to the Vikings before, you know, the, the owner of the Jets kind of wants, wants some sort of assurance that the first round pick is only on the table. If Rogers not only succeeds, but returns for another year. I mean, that's, well, that's and that's a great point, but here's the thing. Rogers is never going to be able to, at least I don't think is ever going to tell anybody I'm going to play X number of years. Yes, I'll play this year and next year. I, I just don't think he's at the point in his career and his life where he's willing to operate on more than a one-year basis. Um, you know, did Favre really think that if he went to the Jets for one year, he could get to Minnesota? Yeah, maybe he did. But even with Brett, I'm not so sure that he knew that he wanted to play more than that one year, which was, I believe, the 2008 season that he played with the Jets. So. Yeah, if if you're Woody Johnson, that's you you want assurances. The problem is, I don't know that he's going to get them. Hmm. So um, the the I guess what would you say fifty thousand dollar question? Because I saw your tweet earlier today <laughs> um, laying out the incentives, personal incentives for sixteen Green Bay Packers who could make money just by showing up at the Packers offseason program that starts on this very day, on Monday, the the uh, 17th of April. Uh, there's Aaron Rodgers. He can get himself 50 grand. Any shot, 12 shows up just to say, hey, everybody, um, I, I'm still around here and meet me at my locker. Any shot for that? I'll, I'll tell you what. No, no, but that would that would spur a trade. I mean, do you remember back in 08 what actually spurred this, the, the farm trade to happen? He flew into Green Bay landed at Austin Straubel International Airport. Why they call it international, I don't know, because I don't think you can get anywhere outside the United States. Maybe Canada, Rob. Don't sleep on Canada. Don't sleep on Canada. Don't sleep. He arrives arrives literally as the Packers are going through their family night scrimmage that they hold at at Lambeau Field, the one practice every year that they practice in the stadium, and there's like 70,000 people that pay to watch a practice. He lands that night uh, in, in Green Bay, and, and that essentially forced the Packers' hand. Like, he showed up, said, look, I'm under contract, I'm unretired, play me. Uh, 
that certainly would be one strategy that, that Aaron Rodgers and, and his agent Dave Dunn could, could try. Uh, I, I don't think it will happen, though. Well, I mean, it could if this thing goes through the draft, right? I mean, May has some uh, some yeah. some mini camps, uh, and then there's June for a mandatory mini camp. And I, I imagine, yeah. and if, you know, Rogers gets hurt in any of these working out. Um, that that creates another conundrum for Green well, Bay, and that's the fear from on the Packers' standpoint is if he were to come and get and get hurt in their facility, then they then they would be on the hook. Now, if if he, if he's working out on his own and gets hurt, I believe they would be able to categorize that as a non-football injury, uh, and then they wouldn't necessarily have to pay him. Obviously, there'd be huge arbitration and all that stuff, but um, th- that would be a thing. I, I do also believe, Rich, that the that his workout bonus is tied only to showing up for the mandatory minicamp. That's what it was last year. Uh-huh. Whereas the rest the rest of these workout bonuses. It's almost always you must participate in X percentage. Usually it's somewhere between 80 and 90% of the offseason program. Rodgers, though, I believe is only for the minicamp, the mandatory minicamp, which I think is June 13th to the 15th. So uh, let's, let's maybe wait, wait on that one. Okay. So the, it's the draft, really, um, that is a yeah. significant deadline. And uh, we are closing in on single-digit number of days because it's the Friday night, really, of the draft. That's when the second-round pick or even a third-round selection, depending on the slotting scale of what this second draft choice in the second year uh, would look like. So um, I guess ballpark it for me, how you're hearing it's going down or what the conversation is as the off-season workout program opens up in uh, Wisconsin there on Monday. Yeah, that, I think your point about Friday, Rich, is is a really, really good one. Um, the deal doesn't have to get done on Thursday night in the first round because a first round pick for this year is is almost certainly not going to going to be on the table. I mean, even Brian Gutekunst, the Packers GM, said he's not asking for the Jets' first round pick this year, which is which is thirteen. Obviously, this year being the key there. So, so they could, I could easily see both of these teams like, hey, we're gonna let's let's let's. Do our first round. Let's let's get this pick done, and then Friday morning we've got what six p.m. I believe is, uh, yep. is the start of a Friday night mm-hmm. draft, which is rounds two and three. You know, let's get it done that day. That way, the Packers get something they can use this year, uh, being that second day pick, whatever it is. Maybe it's more than one, uh, and then you know the the next year's compensation. We we'll, we'll hammer that out during that day as well. I, I really could see Friday being the day, Friday of the draft, so a week from this Friday being the day that it gets done. Now, if it doesn't, buckle up, and we might we might be talking about this in, uh, on August 1st or whenever training camp opens. Wow. So then last one for you, Rob. Um, I know, I, I guess I'm, I'm allowed to ask just a Packers-specific football team question, I think. Um, <laughs> really? If there's any, there, there's, yeah. They're going to have a season? I, I, I'm going to dare to do that. Uh, 15th overall pick. What, what are you hearing about Green Bay's draft strategy or who they covet um, going into this draft, Rob? I'm actually just building my big board, which is really huh? a very small board um, because I don't know enough about all these guys. But all good. Look, their, their history suggests like they're not going to pick, um, you know, Dalton Kincaid or Meyer, the 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 most of tight ends, Kincaid out of Utah uh, or uh, Meyer out of Notre Dame, Mayor, uh, sorry, uh, because they haven't taken a tight end since 2000 in the first round. Wide receiver, basically the same thing, 2002. 
and it's just not in their mo to to take those guys that they play it a little bit safer, what they believe to be safer. They would love uh, Peter Skaronski, the tackle from Northwestern, whose grandfather coincidentally played for the Packers during the Lombardi era. Uh, but again, uh, is he going to be there at, at 15? Uh, if not, you know, I think they look to, to an edge rusher, uh, if, if possible. That's, they, they draft a lot of defensive players around here. Um, and when they do draft offensive players, it's, it's usually offensive linemen. What, what's the stat? The last, or the only skill position player the Packers drafted on offense in the first round in the last, what, decade or mm-hmm. so? Was, was Jordan Love, which obviously didn't help Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I, I would look at, at the offensive tackles and the edge rushers and see how those come off the board, the first dozen picks. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would I would think that they'd probably go in that direction. Yeah, I mean, Skaronsky, you were talk, I don't know, but you make a mock drafts anyway uh, these days. But if you took everyone's mock draft and just laid one over and over and over the other, if it was just like a clear sheet – uh, yeah. The only one that would match up would be Skaronsky going to the team that Aaron Rodgers owned. You know, like that's the one at ninth overall. <laughs> Chicago, like if, yeah, yeah. If he yeah. slips past that Chicago, that be, would be a shock to me. Yeah, that so. does seem to be uh, the consensus. There's a couple other there's other good tackles there, right? The Ohio State tackle and, and Georgia. Yep. You guys love to draft players out of Georgia. Um, so there's definitely some yes. other tackles in play there. Look, David Bakhtiari. He's probably in, in, going into his last year here um, uh, based on just age and, and, and salary-type situations. So they're going to need uh, a franchise tackle um, for, for Jordan Love as he goes forward. So Bakhtiari won't be part of any uh, draft night deal? Rodgers? Just get him, just bring them all out? Like, wouldn't, you know. wouldn't think so, but I would be willing to bet that David Bakhtiari would love to be part of that. <laughs> well, you take care, Rob. Appreciate the time. We'll chat again soon. Thanks again. You got it, Rich. You got it. That's Rob Domofsky right here from uh, the great state of Wisconsin right here on the Rich Eisen Show covering the Packers. Could you imagine if Green Bay decides in their first draft after Rodgers to draft a wide receiver in the first round? Like Zay Flowers, 15th overall? Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't, wouldn't, Wouldn't stretch the imagination. Boy, there's a lot of people that love that kid from B.C. A ton. You're one of them. I would love him. Right? <laughs> New England, just keep well, him he might home. not be there because New England drafts right in front. Yeah. And they got to get someone for Bailey Zappi. Stop so, it. So, um, what? What? <laughs> Come on now. Is this thing on? <laughs> yeah. They got it. I mean. The same intensity. Covers bear. Same intensity. Covers bear. I mean, Bailey's got to throw it somebody. Wilson, right? one. When it's Zach week one, same intensity. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, wouldn't it worry you though that if the Packers uh, yes. did draft their wide receiver, then Rodgers went, well, wait a second. Yeah. This is what I wanted. Yeah, that's and exactly it, what I yeah. Rogers will go, back? I I need a I need to babysit another young wide receiver. <laughs> Sounds great to me. He's gone, man. This whole business. He's gone. Isn't it funny though? Like nobody knows like who's the last one to have given the offer? Who's it on? Who's the last one to say, here's the offer? Or the way that Rob said it at the very beginning is Gutekunst is saying, well, will you accept one of yeah, them? Yeah, here's what we'll take. That, that he gave them a, like a menu, yeah. and the Jets sent the meal back to the kitchen. That's what it sounded like to him. Never, well, no, it's what it sounded like to me with what he just said. Never send it? the meal back. And that's why I said, <laughs> well, <laughs> they could have spit on the offer. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> well, that's what the Jets have done. I mean, no, it's delicious. It really is. <laughs> I get I mean. Like I told you, and he's right, Rodgers 100% is not in a position, and 
rightfully so, to sit here and say, I'll, I'll definitely give you a two-year commitment. And the Jets are rightfully so saying, yeah, we're not going to just guarantee you a one in 2024. We're not going to wind up like the Rams and the Broncos where we're going to hand you a top 10 pick that we can't use because we decided to go for broke with our veteran quarterback we're acquiring. At least the Rams can stare at that beautiful, shiny, precious in the case. Right. So that makes sense, but they're going to figure this thing out. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's go through the draft on Thursday. Let's all, like, I'll send you a Zoom. I'll send you a Zoom, password Joe Rogan, and you hop on and we'll, and we'll, (laughs) and we'll Zoom and we'll have a conversation. (laughs) That took a second to sink in. Uh, I mean, here's your password. I mean, I just picked one out of the top of my head. So, Let's go. Hey, Junior, that's the password. We could just go go ahead and zoom it out and sit around on Friday. They got the whole day. The whole day. They even have more than the whole day. Jets don't choose till 42nd overall. So that's like pick nine times five. Five minutes, seven minutes. So do the math. You got damn near. You know we can't do math here, right? That's it. Got damn near a whole full hour, although you don't want to do it when the clock's ticking. You got other things going on. You got other things you want to do. That may be the case. All right, we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. One of the best stories in the National Football League just got better today. I mean, this is why you root. This is why you watch. And this is why you never personally give up. That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH Olson, the number to dial. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We've been doing this combine of the draft stuff for for years. Um, That's uh, kind of a benefit, if I may. There is an I in Rich and Eisen of uh, having the host of a program like this one being the one who hosts the combine and the draft. So I get a lot of questions all the time of how do you prepare for the draft, right? How are you prepping? You prepping? (laughs) 
How do you prep? You read a lot of newspapers, well, right? Oh, yeah. I read papers. <laughs> Get the papers. You know what I do is I sit here. I sit here. <laughs> I talk to John Beck. I talk to Willie Anderson. I talk to, you know, All pros. Know. I talk to everybody. I talked to Dan Campbell last week. Yeah. He said he already has man crushes in this year's draft. <laughs> but I talk to you. I talk to you. 844-204-RICH. I talk to you. And I called Will Anderson Willie. He'll be a grown-ass man very soon. Hey, I talk to you. I hear what you want to talk about. I hear what you're interested in your teams, what's the, what you need, what you got to do. So that's how I prep. And plus, hosting the Combine, 98% of the kids at the Combine comprise the draft. We just don't know the order. It's by position group and alphabetically within position group at the Combine, and then the draft just kind of orders it. The teams do that for you. So the draft is. And I just love getting to know the prospects through this show. Through this show. Because you never know who they're going to turn out to be. You have an inkling. they got to be drafted in the right spot. And sometimes they're drafted in a spot, it's not so great, and they still have to make the best of it and succeed. Or they have a narrative coming into the league that they've got to overcome. And they've got to figure it out for themselves sometimes, thrown in the deep end of the pool in certain locations around the country that have a very intense fan base who like to call into radio shows and bark a bit. (laughs) And that person in 2020 thrown into the old mosh pit was a guy, a kid named Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, that guy from Alabama who had a terrific career at Alabama, just couldn't get over the top at Alabama for Nick Saban. Did some incredible things. One day, showed up at a national championship game and started it only to get yanked. In the middle of it and watch the kid who took over win the game against Georgia in front of the whole country in overtime. A kid's name was Tua Tungo Vailoa, and Jalen Hurts had to sit there and watch and took it on the chin, full class, excited, and showed up the next year. Showed up the next year and actually got in a game of high importance. For Alabama, stuck with the program, came up with the W. We all know his story. He winds up transferring to Oklahoma anyway in his final year of eligibility after Baker wins the Heisman, after Kyler Murray wins the Heisman. He shows up. He doesn't win the Heisman like Baker and Kyler, but he shows up at the podium. He lost it. Joe Burrow beat him out. So he's beaten out by Joe Burrow for the Heisman. And he doesn't fill Kyler Murray's shoes in that same way. And that's how he walks into the draft wondering, can he really do it? Couldn't do it at Alabama. Tua had to take it over. Yeah, he did it first class. First class kid, got it. But really, can he really do it? We had Jalen Hurts on this program in 2020. God bless it. We came to work during the pandemic. I think I 
sprayed down these, this desk 15 times. We all did, right? Every single we day. We walked in here like we were cooking and breaking bad. Every single day. Like, <laughs> Head no to one, toe. No one else is here. The amount of Lysol and disinfectant oh we went through. Good Lord. <laughs> wow. We were going through, through, through some things of this show. We didn't think there were Emmy nominations in the future. We had no idea what the future was. And Jalen Hurts comes on this program, and he just absolutely laid it all out on the line. I asked him, Who's, what's the team going to get if they draft you? Jalen Hurts, and here was his answer. What does an NFL team get with Jalen Hurts? Well, I'm a dog, um, a relentless competitor, um, and I'm going to work my tail off every day, um, try to win ball games. I mean, I've, I've done a pretty good job of that. And, and and just most importantly, impacting the people around me to my best ability. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is can a guy impact guys and um bring guys with them um and you know just just bring a bring a presence about himself to the organization and to the program so you know, i'm looking forward to what the, the future holds for me and um you know, i just continue to work my tail off and try to take steps every day to be the best player quarterback and man i can be mission accomplished Draft goes down. The aforementioned Burrow and Tua get drafted in front of him. Justin Herbert, too, and Jordan Love, who is a quarterback of the moment in Green Bay, wouldn't you say? (laughs) As we're waiting on the Aaron Rodgers trade. Hertz gets drafted by Philadelphia, and I'm sure the whole fan base is like, what are we doing? We got Carson Wentz to try and get back on a beam here. Carson Wentz, they finally put him in Wentz. Finally, after Wentz just threw one pick after another, after another, after another. He plays four games. He winds up getting benched in the final game of the season. The whole country's watching because there were some playoff implications on the line. Winds up getting the starting gig the next year. Gets the team to the seventh seed. Tom Brady beats his ass. The rest of the Bucks. Bounce the Eagles, one and done. And what's this kid going to do now in his second full year of being a starting quarterback except take the whole damn league over and take the Eagles to the Super Bowl? How about that? And in this league where we're all wondering about who's being paid this and who's being paid that and what's the player willing to accept and what's the team willing to give, And that's roosting all over the Lamar Jackson conversation. And Deshaun Watson with 20-some-odd civil cases hanging over his head, getting $230 million all guaranteed. That's resting over the entire league. And Kyler Murray signs anyway for less than that guaranteed, but for a whole bunch of change. 200, let's get that number for Kyler Murray. $230 $230 million, $46 million a year. But in terms of guaranteed dollars, not as much as Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson signs. Not for as much money guaranteed as Deshaun Watson. How are the Eagles going to get this done with Jalen Hurts? Well, Jalen says, you know what? I'll take uh, $255 million over five years. <laughs> yes, Happy please. to do that. 
179.3 million in total guarantees, including 110 million fully guaranteed at signing and 126.5 million fully guaranteed by March of 2024. And on top of it, I'll get the first no trade clause in Philadelphia Eagles history. I can even earn 15 million more in incentives to push my deal up to 274.3 through 2028. And I will become at $51 million a year the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. That's the dog and Jalen Hurts. What a story. Yeah. What a story. If I had told him in that conversation in 2020 that this would happen, you know what he would have said? I believe you. Correct. <laughs> Got it. Because I'm going to work. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to show everybody what I've got beaten inside and what I can do with my head, my brain, my heart, my arms, and my legs. And that's why he's got the C on that chest. And that is why the Philadelphia Eagles are paying him that money and not a single boo or a peep will you hear. That's an amazing story. Yeah, it is. Holy cow. If I had told you on the night that Tua replaced him in the national championship game, I had a kid that got replaced. He's going to be the highest paid player in the National Football League prior to a snap in 2023. He's going to be the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be the team that pays him. You'd be, what the hell are you smoking? I'll have what you're having. You'd be getting tested after the show if you would have said that. I'd do the Del Tufo, Jeff Walker head shake. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So there you have it. What a story. Jalen Hurts, congratulations to you, sir. The power of belief in self. The power of it. It is incalculable. Say it again, Rich. Power of belief in yourself. And the opportunity he got, he wasn't drafted into a spot that would just welcome with open arms and, you know, and say, you can compete right here, right now. I'd love to know what that 30 for 30 was behind the scenes where twist Doug Peterson's arm. Did it need to be twisted? Did he want to put him out there? Was it Carson Wentz that everyone organizationally couldn't quit? What the hell happened there? And then they pull him to see what they got in Jeff's, in Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld, yeah. And try to cover those tracks, and then your coach is gone. The one who drafted you is gone. A new guy comes in. Get the hell out of here. And you're going to still tell this locker room, I'm the guy, follow me, and then you do it? And then you are pizzayed. Holy cow. Way to go, Jalen Hurts. Good I am him, rooting man. for you. One to root for. Good people. Good heart. Good head. Great contract. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the show. Wanted to tell his full story. One, I can't tell his story enough. Another one of those guys, Rich, like you like to say, you're not the GM. How he's not going to get a call in the middle of the night. Like, guess nope. what your quarterback did. Nope. Like, nope. Nothing like that. You will not. You will not. Great stuff. Jeff Van Gundy is going to join us in just about five minutes time. Top of hour number two to talk about the wild first weekend in the NBA playoffs.